Kia ora and welcome back to the show. I'm your host Julia. Last time we told you about the book site and we are hoping you've had a chance to go out and find it. If not, stop listening and come back when you have. We are about to go full spoilers up to the end of the first book, so you have been warned. We have Sophie, Isla and Holly back in the studio with us to share what they loved about Scythe. Introducing Isla. Hi. Hi. What's one thing you loved about this book? I loved how, like, it toyed with your emotions, kind of. And it made, made me laugh and it made me cry as well. Um, I also really liked the plot twists. They were really interesting and unexpected. Like, um, Cytharity coming back from the dead. I didn't, did not expect that at all. The ending when um, Rowan killed Goddard. I, had no, I didn't see that coming, like, at all. The ending is super intense. Yeah, I was wondering the whole book, oh my gosh, how is Rowan going to get rid of Goddard? How is he going to stop Goddard and like all his um friends and stuff? And I like had no idea. And then like, I didn't think Rowan would kill them because like, you know, otherwise he'd be like exiled from society. So that was really interesting. And it was was really intense. And just like the whole like tonist masculinity, that was pretty like, pretty gory. What do you think of Rowan becoming Goddard at the end of the first book? I kind of thought it was a bit strange at first I was like kind of wondering oh why would he want to be Goddard like if I was him I wouldn't want anything to do with him ever again but at the same time it is kind of showing his victory and how he um won kind of like his own sort of like personal grudge against Goddard by like taking his stuff because like at the end he like took his ring and his robes and he impersonated him to like so the firemen wouldn't like arrest him or anything can the fire brigade even arrest him since he's a scythe well they could still because he's technically not a scythe yet but it is scythe business so they can't interfere he was impersonating a scythe at that moment so they didn't they weren't allowed to arrest them or that's what they thought that's just because he was wearing a scythe robe and rings that's the only way he got to be a scythe right yeah um, because he didn't get the ring and Citra did. Let's talk about Citra. Do you think she deserved to get the ring um, instead of Rowan? Um, if I'm being honest, yes. I actually did expect her to get the ring just because, like, Rowan was working with Goddard. There was so many scythes against him and um, I feel like it was always going to be Citra. I don't know why. It was just a hunch I had. Though, like, at the ending exam when they had to, like, stab someone or, like, kill someone close to them but like they'd be arrived obviously I was really shocked when like the author said that Rowan just didn't even care he just shot his mother and so that was really scary it, it showed how much he his character had changed and I think Citra did deserve it and I think she did handle the final test much better than him and I didn't I think she did deserve the ring and I think she will fulfill the name Scythe Anastasia I didn't think Rowan should have been the scythe well I think both of them would have been pretty good scythes but I I could just kind of by guessing I thought it would be Citra they're almost parallel to each other right yeah Citra and Rowan they kind of like were in polar opposite universes like well not opposite universes but they were in like different scenarios and they both managed to, to still like have good like character arcs and stuff like they both changed significantly like working with a scythe Faraday they like changed a lot like I feel like Citra became more like she became less impulsive I think like at the start she was really like bold like confident and impulsive and like that was really cool and like um she kind of like built better like she I don't know I feel like she became more mature whereas like Rowan at the start he was really 
just he wasn't didn't seem very happy because like he was talking about how like um nobody at school liked him and like his family where he was just like a middle child with like barely any attention and i feel like he became a lot more like a short as like a set of of himself how does scythe curie change citra she had a very different gleaning tactic than scythe faraday and she made meals for the family after she gleaned them and i feel like that was really nice i feel like that's kind of how where citra got her sort of sympathetic side for the people that she gleans because like families are we'll be like really grieving and stuff and like Miss Scythe Curie was really good with that. She even offered them to stab herself. You can you can stab me because I stabbed him, sort of thing. And like I thought like that was really interesting. Um, another way at how Scythe Faraday and Scythe Curie like glean really differently from each other is Scythe Faraday's all about the numbers and statistics. So he um does it based on logic and how like the population data and you know, he just he calculates how and when and who who he should glean. Whereas Scythe Curie um, she'll walk around the street or something and she'll see a person that has no spark in their eyes or anything. Just doesn't, just looks like they're ready to leave the world and she'll glean them. And she always does public gleanings just to like show people that it is, gleaning's real and it happens. And like people like show them what death is and that it is there. Thank you for coming, Isla. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's nice being here. Bye. Next up, we have Holly. What's one thing you loved about this book? I love the plot twist of how Faraday dies halfway through their training and that and Goddard takes on, I think, Rowan and Curie takes on Citra. And also then at the end of the book, how Goddard dies. What did you think about Goddard? I thought he was a bit annoying and like mean because he's meant to be the like, bad guy of the series, so I didn't like him much. What do you think about Faraday? I think he was a great mentor and that he, like, had a very good, like, work ethic around how he killed people, a gleaned people, I mean. How do Rowan and Citra change? Um, well, I don't think Citra changed that much. I think, obviously, she changed because she became with us, but Rowan changed a lot. Remember how for the first book and in the first part, he didn't like killing? Do you think that he changed and wanted to become this killing machine? Well, I think he changed in that he did become a killing machine. He was still reluctant to do it. Um, And then at the end of the book, it's really weird because he pretty much becomes the scythe of scythes. So he kills all the corrupt scythes like Goddard. Do you think it's a good mission? I think it's good because it helps control that there's only so many, like, corrupt sizes because obviously you can't kill them all but then also I think that like it's his opinion on what a corrupt scythe is so it might be different to other scythes what do you think of the bad scythes I think I share obviously some of the same views as the um people in the book because it's written to make me share the same views so I think they're bad what is a bad scythe in your opinion I think it's someone who outdoes their quota, so kills too many people, and also does it in cruel ways. What do you think of Goddard's teaching ways? I think they're bad because he turns Rowan into like a killing machine who just kills and kills and kills. The difference between good and bad scythes is whether they enjoy killing. Like the good scythes, like I think Rowan, since he doesn't like killing, he would most of the time get put as a good scythe but like Goddard um he would just 
choose a random building to kill and he would um, take like people's houses and have parties at them and like make them work there and stuff because they don't fear they fear him because he can easily just kill them. I totally agree with that. The way the public um, acts around scythes is super interesting. People have two different reactions when it comes to seeing a scythe. Some people will like sprint away because they don't want to be glint, or some people will try and come and kiss the scythe's ring, which pretty much means you have immunity for like a year. Thanks for coming back, Holly. It was my pleasure. Next up, we have Sophie. Thank you for coming again, Sophie. Oh, yeah, thank you. What's one thing you loved about this book? I like how it's perfect for practically anyone. Like, whether you enjoy fantasy or mystery, action or adventure, it's just a really good book. The first book's around 400 pages long, so it's great for either long-term reading or short, depending on your speed. Let's talk about some of the mysteries. Did Like Scythe Faraday, did you think he would come back? Personally, yes, because I knew he was too important to the plot to just kind of die and disappear. Um, but knowing he was alive reassured me um, that it came true because I was actually worrying that he might actually be dead. What do you know about Citra's investigation to see where the fear day was alive or not? I liked how she digged in like the back brain of the Thunderhead, seeing like only Scythes could do that, and she managed to figure out how to do it. I liked how, how she did it, like the... The risk she took him to find him, not knowing whether he was alive or dead, just kind of going off a whim, I guess. Part of Citra's plan is using is to jump off a building and use the her recovery time to figure out things for her investigation. Yeah, um, her com- and then the Thunderhead comes and communicates with her, which is well, just kind of an. Um, upside to her death. With the Thunderhead being able to communicate with Citra because she's dead and technically not a scythe, I thought that was a really um, good thing that Neil added into the story. Like, that's smart because she's dead and not a scythe anymore. But when she comes back alive, she can no longer communicate with the Thunderhead. Let's talk more about the Thunderhead. What, what can it do? Um, seeing as it's AI, it has no form unless like humans make it like a temporary form. It can talk with anyone who isn't a scythe, but when you become a scythe, you are unable to communicate it with it anymore. It's kind of like um, losing the internet, if you can imagine us today without the internet. Mm, yeah, because like, us with Google, that's basically our thunderhead. What can't it do? Well, appear in like an actual um, form, I guess, because it's AI. The Thunderhead wants to stop Goddard and his like mass killings. Yeah, because since Goddard is a scythe, the Thunderhead is, can't communicate with it at all. And so it's going to have to try and stop it through other means if it's really dedicated to this idea. Did the ending of the first book make you want to read the second book? Yeah, definitely. I was like already invested in it by the middle of the first book. So I really recommend the second book, Thunderhead, to carry on with this great read. This week's show was hosted by me, Julia, recorded and edited by Eva and Ruby. Our theme music is by Nicholas Alstrom. Our guests were Sophie, Isla and Holly. Thanks as always to CJ and Tararo Intermediate for supporting the show. Tune in next time for a new recommendation. But before we go, here's one more quick pick from each of us. Isla, 
Um, for my quick picks, I'd recommend Divergent because it's a dystopian adventure book and it's really good and has a lot of action-packed scenes. Holly. I recommend the Hunger Games series because it is a bit like Scythe, but then it's also different because it's set in a dystopian world. Sophie. I recommend the book named The Testing. It is a great read for any Scythe lovers or anyone. Ruby. My quick pick would be Checkmates because it's just a really good book and it makes chess way more exciting. Eva. My quick pick is definitely the book The Perfect Parent Project by Stuart Foster because it's really strong and it makes you realise what some people have to go through. CJ. I highly recommend finishing the Ark of the Scythe series. Thunderhead, The Toll are both amazing books. And I will recommend the Curiosity House series by Lauren Oliver. The books were about four children who got superpowers um, by being lab rats and they were taken away from their parents at a young age. That's all, thank you for listening.